The following program contains adult content. It is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This content is not safe for work. If you are a pearl clutcher, a prude, or a pious type, just don't listen. Welcome to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize that there are no nice guys. I am your host, Laura Coronado. Thank you for joining me. Welcome to the season two premiere of There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize there are no nice guys. My name is Laura Coronado, and I am your host. And being still fairly new to podcasting, it's a really big deal that I'm having a season two premiere. And I thank you for listening. If you're one of the listeners who uh, listened to all of season one and you're rejoining me now for season two, if you're new, and this is your first time listening to the podcast, um, I thank all of you. I thank everyone for taking time out of their day to listen to all of my stories and my chit chats with uh, friends and experts. Um, I'm understanding that there are men listening to the show. I It's really meant for single women and of course, any woman who wants to join us. Um, but um, I'm not really sure how I feel about men listening, but hey, I guess, you know, numbers are numbers, right? So hopefully you're getting something out of it. Um, but really, single ladies, I hope that you are getting something out of this the most. And this season, we're going to cover things like dating after divorce and what that looks like. Uh, breaking up during the pandemic. Yeah, I told you guys this was going to happen. And sure enough, there's all kinds of fucking breakups and I'm getting all kinds of messages. And I do bring someone on to talk about her personal story of breaking up during the pandemic. And I'm also going to cover uh, being sexy and what that means and how we can help you feel sexy. And I actually have three episodes where we talk about that. So it's a three-part series. I think you're really going to enjoy it. It kicks off next week. But today, for the season premiere, I brought in someone who, like me, is unedited and fun and lively and boisterous and also, like me, has a fucking podcast. Her name is Brianna Nicole, and she has a podcast called Keeping It Casual. So that's how I found her, reached out to her. She agreed to be on today. I'm so grateful. You guys are going to fucking love her. She's hilarious. And what's one of the things I really want you to know about Brianna is that she is a millennial. And that's important because millennials really know how to deal with today's dating world more so than anyone. So if you're a Gen Xer like I am, and you are getting divorced during the pandemic, if you're new to the dating scene, um, if you're, you know, trying dating apps for the first time, you need a millennial mentor. It was millennials who got me through that whole first awkward phase of dating after divorce. And if this is all weird and new and awkward for you too, you really need a millennial. So until you find one, you have Brie and she's on the show today and she's got some great fucking advice and tips about dating. So let's listen in. Thank you for listening to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize there are no nice guys. I today have a guest with me who is not only a single woman, she is a millennial. And I think that's really important. I'll tell you why in a moment. But her name is Brianna Nicole, and she also has a podcast, and it is called Keeping It Casual. Thank you, Brianna, for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so stoked for this. Like usually I'm, I'm so one, stoked. Usually I'm the one interviewing, so it's nice to be on like the receiving end of it. It's well, nice I have I have been listening to your podcast and you're really good. Thank you. It's nice too because I do a sex and dating and relationship advice podcast, so it's like usually I have to be the dominant one and it's nice to just lay back and let somebody take control. 
<laughs> I mean, you're more than welcome to dominate here, girl. Let me tell you, because I kind of go both ways on the spectrum. But that was the reason I wanted to bring you on is because I discovered you through podcasting and on Twitter uh, and finding out that you're a millennial and finding out how experienced you are in being single and in dating. I'm like, I have got to have this girl on my show. And just so you know, Brianna, you are my premiere episode for season two. Oh my gosh, I feel so honored for that. You have no idea. That's amazing. That's, that's how important you are to me. Aww. So let's let's talk about your background first. Um, like, because you, you do more than the podcast, you you actually seem to have your hands in several different projects. Yes, actually, I do. Um, <laughs> well, um, I am a I work in radio. That's kind of how mm-hmm. I got into podcasting. Is because radio mm-hmm. is radio, and it does it. It is what it is, and I think it's still there for people, but. Also, podcasting is a bit of the future. So I was like, I was doing a podcast originally called Why Did I Date Him? Oh. Which is kind of similar to along the lines of what you're doing right now. (laughs) I I was doing a podcast called Why Did I Date Him? And I was trying, I just, I couldn't get it off the ground. And then my podcast co-host, MJ, she was doing one called Sharing Secrets. And she brought me on as her online dating expert. And then we realized, like, we were so good together. We were like, let's just combine all this and see what happens. So Mm -hmm. we have on our podcast, a segment called why did I date him where people send in their like terrible dating stories? Like, did you ever date the guy who brought his guitar to a party and start playing for everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you're cringing over there right now. You're like, I did, but I don't want to admit it. (laughs) 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 Like we want those dating stories. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So so it became a segment of your current show, Keeping It Casual. Yeah. And the, the Keeping It Casual, what's so funny about that podcast is the first episode that dropped was about a party at MJ's house. And I went to go see my ex-boyfriend perform. And it was one of the first times I had ever seen him perform live because my ex-boyfriend's mm-hmm. a comedian. Mm-hmm. It was, no, it was the first time I ever saw him mm-hmm. perform live. And it was a terrible show, not because of him necessarily, just because the crowd was really bad and all the oh. comedians did so bad. And I was just like, oh, God, is this what I'm getting myself into? Oh, no. So that's the first episode. And then it goes through my entire relationship, um, getting broken up with, all the bitterness that comes from that relationship. And then mm-hmm. kind of like moving on and like, finding that there is other people to date and sleep with and going on a sex vacation after my relationship ended. And, you know, now I'm sort of seeing some, I I mean, I'm sort of in a relationship. I'm still single. (laughs) I'm in a sort of thing. (laughs) Well, also with you being a millennial, I just feel like you guys really know how to date in today's world. Now, I myself am a Gen Xer. Mm-hmm. And when I was newly divorced. It's almost been five years now. So about five years ago is when I got divorced. Divorced, and the people who guided me through the fuckery of today's dating world were millennials. They were the ones who taught me how to use Tinder, how to use Bumble, set up a profile. You know what a fuckboy is, and you know certain red flags to look out for. Maybe red flags that were red flags back in the '90s when I was single um, are no longer red flags anymore. But now there's new red flags to look out for. So. That's really why I wanted to bring you on because we are right now in the midst of the pandemic. I know when this airs, um, most of the country will have been opened up more. But right now we're still sort of self-quarantining. And I'm predicting so many divorces that by the time this does air, I think there's going to be a lot of Gen X women out there finding themselves newly single. And my first piece of advice to them is get yourself a fucking millennial because they know what the fuck they're doing. (laughs) So that's why I want to have you on the show so that you can help advise us all on what to do. I mean, I I just feel like you're well versed in the world of dating. What what is your idea of how dating is today compared to what you knew it used to be in the past? Like, what is your perspective of being single in the 21st century? What I find uh, your perspective, my perspective of being single in the 21st century is you have to online date like 100 percent it is not natural for you to just like meet a guy at a bar anymore and take him home. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. just what it is. And because I'm older in the millennial, I'm an, I'm a somewhat older millennial. Like I still dated regularly before Tinder and plenty of fish and all these different websites became a thing. Mm-hmm. 
So I was able to date normally. And then all of a sudden I thought I took, I took a little sabbatical from dating Mm -hmm. and I came back and I was like, Oh my God, I have to online date. So I had to figure it all out by myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't have, I didn't have a guide. I was like, okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. And um, So I have been on every website that there is out there and Mm -hmm. I will break it down for you. If you want a relationship, go on hinge. Oh, I've heard that too. Yes. If you want to hook up, go on Tinder. If Mm -hmm. you want to find the Craigslist killer, go on Plenty of Fish. (laughs) (laughs) So they made their way from Craig's actual Craigslist to Plenty of Fish. Okay. Keep that in mind. Yeah. um, And then Bumble, I feel like is somewhere in between Hinge and Tinder where it's like you can find a bunch of hookups, but you can also find people looking for serious relationships. Mm -hmm. But the thing with Bumble is... If you're not a woman willing to make the first move, don't go mm-hmm. on Bumble because yeah. Bumble, you have to talk to the guy first and you only have 24 hours to do it after you've matched. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not willing to do that, don't go on Bumble. But if you are, go ahead. And if you are of like more alternative dating lifestyles, I hate saying alternative dating lifestyles, but that's really what it is. Um, there's an app called Field, which is where like if you are polyamorous or non-monogamous and you and your partner are a little bit of unicorn hunters maybe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. field is the app for that field i hadn't even heard of that one f-i-e-l-d is that F- correct f-e-e-l-d oh f-e-e-l-d like he's fielding me up okay i got it f-e-e-l-d if you're into polyamory and other alternative types of love and dating yeah interesting and yep. Tinder for hookups. I've always gotten some great hookups off of Tinder for sure. My last relationship was off of Tinder. And it was a relationship. You use well, the word relationship. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, we were the, the the relationship you hear in the first year of my podcast. That was, mm-hmm. that was from Tinder. I used to call him my, my Tinder fella. I mean, so you really can have more than just a hookup. About a year ago, I had a five month fling with mm-hmm. somebody who I met on Tinder. Yeah. And it it was a nice fling, you know? I mean, it wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't looking for anything serious. Unfortunately, he was. But um, we did meet on Tinder, and I had a great time with him, so I certainly don't regret that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of guys I've met and flinged with on Tinder that I have no regrets for. I don't mm-hmm. have any regrets for anybody I've ever dated. Like, will I make fun of them later on? Probably. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like, I, like, personally, and maybe this is just, like, my weird spiritualism or whatever, mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like in this world, in this, just in my life, everybody is in your life for a reason. Even if they don't mm-hmm. stay in your life, they, they come into your life for a reason and everybody has a lesson for you. Mm-hmm. And even if it's just like, I didn't like the way that guy fucked as a lesson, mm-hmm. that yeah. is still a lesson to be learned. Yeah, because we learned something about ourselves when we were with that guy who didn't fuck us very well. Yeah, or the guy that fucks so good, you're like, I have to tell everybody, every man I'm ever with to do that weird trick that he did. <laughs> I recently had a guy like that just in February. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? You know what, Brianna? What? I met him in person at a bar. Not. <gasps> I know. Before shocking. lockdown. Damn. It was before lockdown. I was at a bar. I picked up a really hot guy. We had a week-long fleeing and best sex I've ever had in my life. Oh, the best sex I've had in my life was with a one night stand with a guy in Australia who was up here from Australia. Mm-hmm. Oh, best sex I've ever had in my life. Um, and it was just like, it was such like a dreamy night. Like we went and saw, um, we went to a comedy show mm-hmm. um, and then it was over Memorial Day weekend, probably like five or six years ago. And so mm-hmm. he was like, I've like, I'm in town for one night basically. And I was like, okay. So we walked to the strip and whatever. And then all of a sudden it starts pouring down rain and we're making out in the rain. Oh, it sounds <laughs> romantic even. It was super romantic, but you know, these types of things don't happen in like long-term relationships. This is what happens when you have that one night fling. Then he took me back to his hotel at the Venetian and we had mm-hmm. crazy amazing sex in this beautiful suite at the Venetian. <laughs> and, and had you met him on a dating platform as well? Met him on Tinder. Yeah, on Tinder. Okay. Yeah. So I want to ask, I have a very important question to ask you. Okay. Should a person be on multiple apps or only sticking with one? I think it's okay to be on multiple apps. Now, me personally, I can only stick with one just because like I, I, 
I cannot multitask that much. I can't talk mm-hmm. to that many people all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's fine to be on multiple apps. I don't think that makes you look thirsty or whatever people it is that they say. I Because I feel like if you're only on Tinder, then mm-hmm. what if there's a really great guy on Bumble who's better in bed and you're missing out on him? So we should sort of cast somewhat of white net, but should we then customize our profiles for each platform? Like, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm guilty of this because I'm a little lazy. My, if I, let's say I'm on Hinge, Bumble, and Tinder all at once. It's the exact same motherfucking pictures. It's the exact same motherfucking profile. Like, I don't even try to be all that creative differently. Should I be switching it up? Should my profile on Tinder be a little bit different than what it is on Bumble? And would that, should that be different than what it is on Hinge? No. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't Thank think you. So because I'm lazy like that too. And mm-hmm. when I had profiles, right right now I'm not out there looking because I have a little something going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but so what I did is like I set my name I, I made it look like um I put Brie noun colon and made it look like a definition of all the things that like made me who I am. That is so clever. Yes. And I used that on every platform I was on because I thought it was fun and funny and whatever. <laughs> and um, I, I also think make sure you put just like one little joke in there mm-hmm. to catch a guy's attention. And if okay. they comment on it, that means they're actually reading it. Yes. So the last time I really, really used Tinder was when I met my ex-boyfriend. Like he was the last person I really like Tindered up with or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um I had put on my Tinder profile, I know all the words to Will Smith's hit song, Getting Jiggy With It. Ooh, that's cute. I actually do know all the words to it. (laughs) I put that on there and he was like, I swiped right, not only because you're beautiful, but because you said you know all the words to Will Smith's song and I feel like I need to know you. And so oh. that was like an ongoing joke in our relationship too. Mm-hmm. So like some little weird fun fact about you, something that's funny and cute and quirky or whatever. However, I want to point out that you were just saying that you actually do know the words to getting jiggy with it. So the quirky comment or clever comment or whatever that you come up with really does need to be honest, right? Because the last thing you want is for someone to get caught like with their pants down and they have to go learn the words to get in jiggy with it just so that it's actually true, right? Exactly, exactly. So because when it came to, when, when I started dating again after my ex and I broke up, I was like, I can't use that anymore because that was that became an inside joke between us. So I was like, mm-hmm. that's another weird fact about me. And then I was mm-hmm. like, I like to sing Prince songs at karaoke. Aww. There you go. Yeah, yeah, there's always something that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, like that there's always like some fun little fun little fact about you but yes make it be honest because you don't want to be like i wrote a 700 page novel that doesn't exist like that's that's not cool (laughs) so something quirky cute clever but what it seems like the the angle is to keep it personal it's something personal about you so you're sort of customizing your bio um i have so i've been guilty on two counts and i would love to your opinion on this one is that when i finally just sort of got fed up with again like what I like to call all the fuckery of dating yeah it's like I was like fuck it I'm just gonna be honest and frank and so my profile was literally like I like to fuck guys with big dicks and I'm not looking for a husband <laughs> and that was it like I mean I was just like I'm putting it out there you know what Brianna I want an entire year without getting laid because of that because-, because apparently you can't be honest with today's 21st century man because it actually scares them it actually causes their penis studies show that if you're honest with the man it causes his penis to literally crawl up into his ass <laughs> i couldn't get laid to save my life for an entire year and then i finally changed my profile to what it is today and i actually do get a lot of attention from it it's very simple it's nowhere near as cute as what you're saying but it's literally like uh, Latina, petite, green eyes. I like to practice my Spanish and my guitar. And that's all it says. I actually don't put very much in there. And I'm actually getting a lot of traction for it, from it as opposed to um, I'm looking for a big dick to fuck. Well, guys don't like that because most of them don't have big dicks anyway. <laughs> true. true. That is so true. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was so terrible of me. Um, no, but don't you love it? Like, hold on. Side note. Don't you love it when you find that one dick? You're like, I'm never letting you go. But it's like, you don't care about the man on it. But you're like, this is the dick that I can't let oh, go. Oh, so honestly, I'm really, really lucky. Like I have like a little lucky charm, you know, or something. But I attract men with big dicks. Good for you. Good I know. So you. I would say about 70%, 70 to 75% of the men who I do get into my bad. And I'm talking like nine inches. Like I'm talking about big dicks. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really lucky that I, I don't know if it's because I have big tits or if it's because maybe I'm just manifesting. Like in my head, I'm always like, I want a big dick. I want a big dick. And the universe is like, here's a big dick. And I'm like, yay. So I've been really, really lucky. But you can tell the difference between big dick energy and like regular dick energy. There is a vibe a man with a big dick puts on. True. True. But you can't really tell that on an app. You can't tell it on an app. That's what sucks. Um, yeah. Once you once you get a move, like, because always, he, I, I do have a few rules. Obviously, in quarantine, you can't really do these rules. But like, before quarantine happened, I had a few rules when it came to online mm-hmm. dating. When I, and it's what worked for me personally. Now, if you're somebody who likes to take things a little slower, that's you as well. But mm-hmm. I was like, if I haven't met you within five days, I'm moving on because mm-hmm. I need to know if I like you in person. I'm not looking for somebody to just text constantly. Yeah. So I need to meet somebody within five days. Within three days, I like to FaceTime because mm. I need to make sure I'm not being catfished. Wow. Yeah. So you will suggest, so how do you come up with that? Okay. So three days you guys match, you're talking maybe on the app, maybe you're even texting at this point. How do you bring up, Hey, let's FaceTime. I mean, do you just say, Hey, let's FaceTime or how do do you even bring that up? I do actually, I'll be like, I I do it in a way to like make them feel comfortable. I'll just Mm -hmm. be like, Hey, you want to talk on the phone or maybe FaceTime later? And guys don't get put off by that. Like they don't feel like, oh, she's being too aggressive. I mean, if they do, they just ghost me and that's fine. I haven't met them. I have no attachment to them. So at this point, you're not attached. You feel like I can weed them out. This is a good way of weeding out the shitty guys. Yep. I really like this approach. You're intriguing me. I've never initiated a phone call or FaceTime. I've always sort of allowed the guy to suggest it if that's what he wants. No, I like to initiate it. Also, I have a thing with voices. Like, I like a very nice voice on a guy. Mm-hmm. So I want to know what you sound like. Because I don't want to be like, I'm so hot for this guy and then meet him in person and then him have like a weird voice that just doesn't vibe with my ears. Because <laughs> I'm like, I can't handle this. <laughs> <laughs> like one of those Jared Kushner voices. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gilbert God- Can you, like, you imagine? I don't want to fuck Gilbert Godfrey. Like... <laughs> So a lot of women, I think, shy away from phone calls and FaceTiming because then you're giving out personal information. So let's say I've matched with the guy. We're on Tinder. We're, we're still on the app. Now I've got to give him my phone number to FaceTime or just to talk on the phone. Now, my thing has always been, and I've said this on my um, previous episodes, you know, you can always block someone. So will you please make that argument to anyone listening right now who's like, oh, I don't want to give him my phone number because it's personal information. Yeah, you can always block them. You know how many people I have blocked? And if for some reason they're like a crazy type of guy that will keep getting new numbers, you can always block that number too. Um, But before we could block numbers on phone, and I I actually need to go through and delete a bunch of this because I still have stuff in my... um, that, like still have contacts on my phone that I haven't deleted that's like, do not pick up one, do not pick up two, do not pick up three. You can always do so that. That's, that's another workaround is, is to like, you know, add a contact name that says crazy guy from Tinder or yeah. crazy guy I FaceTimed with, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I, I, I believe in just outright blocking. You can block on social media. You can block on your phone. Like there's no reason why we should be so scared mm-hmm. to give a guy our personal information. I give so many people my phone number. I don't even think about it. It's on my business card. So it's just like my number's out there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why it doesn't bother me to give a guy my phone number pretty quickly. I mean, and better to have the FaceTime or phone conversation, figure out the guy is, you know, 
not your type or perhaps a psycho and block him and move on than for you to keep your information private, but then you go ahead and meet him in public anyway. And then that can be even scarier anyway, if he turns out to be a psycho or, or maybe, you know, or maybe it's more awkward if he turns out to be someone you're not into. So I think your approach is basically a way to figure out that you're not a good match with this person prior to even meeting up with them. And there's less likely to be disappointment and there's less likely to be a bad date. Exactly. Exactly. Cause I have gone on so many bad dates where, and this is like, through my experiments of dating, that's why I have my rules kind of set into place now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like there was one date I went on with this guy who was a sports agent mm-hmm. um, and we went out for sushi. It was our first date. It was our first meet. Sushi is not a great first meet. Like, <laughs> I don't think so. It wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm the uh, let's meet for my lunch hour. That way I have an excuse to leave. Mm, that's a good technique i like that yes but um sushi like especially because i go hard on sushi i love all you (laughs) (laughs) like you can't play dainty little girl when you're Mm, (laughs) i see what you're saying your face with raw fish Mm -hmm. but um, so i i was like we went out for sushi and uh, he was so gross like I just like I right away I was like this is not gonna go very far but then he ended up like I went to go to the bathroom and he came back and he sat next to me and he grabbed my hand and he put it on his pants and I was like excuse oh my me. god and he was like what do you think this meal's gonna pay for itself <gasps> so I had cash on me ladies always carry cash on a first date yes yes that's something I believe, too, that you need to show up to your date ready to pay for yourself. Oh, I 100% you need to show up ready to pay for yourself. Always play like that, like I'm finger banging my purse to see if they'll pay for you. But always mm-hmm. be ready to pay for yourself, especially in situations like this where he was mm-hmm. like thinking that I was going to fuck him for some a free sushi meal. For sushi. I mean, yeah. come on. Like if I'm going to like fuck a dude or suck his dick for dinner like he better be taking me like somewhere fancy on the strip not some fucking sushi dinner there's a morton steakhouse right around the corner (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah no i agree with you on that like if i'm gonna like if we're exchanging meals for sex it's gonna be a Mm -hmm. really expensive meal like sushi like i can handle the 25 dollars myself here you go thanks and that's kind of i put 40 dollars on the table i said you know what i got my own meal i'm gonna go good for you And I got in my car and I cried because I felt very violated. But, you know, it's thick skin that comes with dating. And and you do. You have to have thick skin in this dating Mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. You really do. Um, Now, because I'm not dating, I get a lot of really weird DMs on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, it's always like, hey, you're beautiful. Want to go out sometime? And I'm always like, no, thanks. Sorry, I'm spoken for. And then it's like, well, fuck you. You're a fat, ugly bitch. And I'm like, (laughs) Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't ever say you're sorry. <laughs> no, I don't tell them I'm sorry. Like, I usually just ignore it. But I'm like, I'm sorry that I have a guy in my life. And I'm not advertising myself as single. So why is this like, why are you mad at me? <laughs> Be mad at yourself. You didn't slide into my DM sooner. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Three days in, suggest a FaceTime. And at least two days after that, so five days after matching, there should be a first meetup. And if the guy is giving you some reason not to or excuses, what at that point do you tell him or do you simply unmatch and block him on your phone? Um, Okay. So I will have a little leeway if Mm -hmm. they FaceTime me. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 That makes sense. Little leeway if they Mm -hmm. FaceTime me. Because usually if a guy is – wanting to talk to you on an app, but doesn't want to meet up with you. I nine times out of 10, they are in a relationship where they are married. And they're like, maybe not, maybe not 90% of the time. I'll say 80% of the time they are looking. Mm -hmm. If they are in a relationship and like are in an open relationship, usually they come out with that very quickly early on in the conversation. So that's true. That's true. Yeah. So if they're being sketchy about it, that mm-hmm. means that they are probably trying to cheat on their wife and mm-hmm. can't go out Saturday night because they have their son's little league game in the afternoon and then they have to take them all out for pizza. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I hate yeah. saying it that way and being so blunt about it, but 
in my discoveries through all of through my journey of online dating, uh, <laughs> most of the time they are in a relationship if they are acting really sketchy about meeting up. Mm-hmm. Now, if now I will give this, I was talking to a guy for a month before I met him in person, but he was very on. I he, this is this was a whole weird story. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. I had seen him perform on one of my ex's shows and I thought he was cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then my ex and I broke up. I reinstalled Tinder. He and I matched on Tinder. He didn't remember mm-hmm. meeting me. But when he mm-hmm. met me, he told me I was pretty. And I was like, I think you're cute, Aww. but whatever. But he didn't remember meeting me because he was super drunk when we met. We matched on Tinder. And I knew he was single, though. Mm-hmm. He was single. Um, because my ex was like, oh yeah, he's single. He's cool. If you have anybody that, you know, you want to hook up, you want to set up with him. And I was like, do I have any friends I could set him up with? Anyway, that's beside the point. Um, we matched on Tinder and I knew he was single and I knew he was like gigging all the time and our schedules just weren't syncing up. So I talked to him for about a month before we met up, but Mm -hmm. that was, that is the exception to the rule. Yeah. Most of the time that's not the exception to the rule. And he even told me, he's like, look, I take things really, really slow before, like, I take things really, really slow. And I was like, all right, whatever. I don't, but sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll make a, I'll make an exception for you. But the, yeah. that was the only reason why if he would have told me stuff like that and I didn't know he was single and I didn't know who he was, then there's no way I would have put up with that bullshit. I'd have been like, yeah. sorry, dude, bye. Yeah, I can't do a month. I have actually, I like the fact that you um, have the five day rule. Mm-hmm. Mine had actually been two weeks which I feel like now that's too generous, um, especially compared to your five days. And I did my, the last guy that I unmatched with and had a talk with and was like, look, look, we don't have any plans to meet up. Uh, we were, we had plans. You've canceled twice. Uh, we still don't have plans. Um, I, we're definitely not a match and I'm going to unmatch with you on Bumble and have a nice life. Um, but that was two weeks. Um, I'm liking your five day rule. I like that a lot better, and especially because I'm not looking for anything serious. What I'm looking for is casual. And if you can't make the time, for something that isn't going to be serious or, or marriage or whatever, like there's just something wrong with you. Either you're right. Like it could be like their person's cheating. Mm-hmm. It could also be their dick is broken, yep. which I don't like men with dick, uh, broken dicks. I need a man who can actually perform. Yeah. Um, it could also just be that, you know, there's just a lazy ass and, and that's not a turn on men who are lazy are not a turn on. So it had been two weeks for me. I will, I'm now going to change that to five days because you have completely influenced me. I'm going with the five day rule and I'm going to start instituting this five, this FaceTime or phone call within three days. I like that. Yes. I, I think it really works. And, you know, it shows that you're in charge of your life too. Now, if a guy doesn't like a woman who's in charge of her own life and independent, it also weans out those ones too, who are like, oh, you're too, you know, you're too whatever. You're too independent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like losers out <laughs> and also you brought up a really good point because I do have a problem with getting attached I had this one guy slide into my Facebook DMs and he's like I don't understand how it, why you're not interested in a relationship and how you can be so promiscuous you know I don't know how that works for you and I'm like what the fuck am I supposed to tell you I don't know how to tell you how, how it works for me and he goes well I you know I have a tendency to get attached and I'm like oh I get attached. It's not like I've never gotten my heart broken. Even the guy I had a week long fling with in February for, I guess, cause the sex was so great. Yeah. I got attached to him. So I do get attached. Um, but when, when I do, it's so hard to get over the guy, you know? So yeah. I like this fact that you have these sort of rules, like the three day phone call, the five day let's meet up because that is a time period. And when you're not attached to the guy. So if there is a guy that you're like, Oh, he's really cute. But then he doesn't like the fact that you're so independent and he unmatches with you without even talking to you about it. Or, you know, another guy who's like, Oh, well, just because we haven't met up in five days and maybe he like lashes out at you because you're sort of, you know, pushing for a five day, you know, it's been five days, let's meet up. And he lashes out. Well, you're not attached to him. So who the fuck cares? So I really like the sort of system that you're building, because you're building it during a time period when we have gotten attached to the guy. And I mean, a thing with me, the thing with me is attraction is very hard for me. Mm hmm. It is very hard for me to be both physically and mentally attracted to somebody. So mm-hmm. I'm a I I have been for a long time take one or the other, mm-hmm. and most of the time I go after the mental attraction over the physical attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've dated really hot, really stupid guys, and that just doesn't work out very well for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So I need to know that it's there because I'm not just going to, I mean, I've been through phases where I've been like, I have no attraction to this guy, but I'm really horny, let's fuck. But, you know, now that I'm in my 30s, I'm a little different. Mm -hmm. Through my 20s, I did some weird things, but... (laughs) I'm a little mad at that guy being like, well, how are you like, okay, being promiscuous? You know why you're okay doing it? Because what's the difference between a man and a woman doing it? But that's just whatever. Well, I think for him, he's not a promiscuous man. Mm. He was telling me how he likes to be in relationships. And my thing was, um, you are you and I am me. And I cannot sit here and explain myself to you. That's another thing. mm -hmm. If a person on a dating app, man, woman, whatever you identify yourself as says, I'm not looking for anything serious. You need to take that at face value. Don't put it in your head. They're going to, they're saying this and I'm going to change their mind and they're going to want to be with me. That's not the case. That's a very important rule. The first guy I started having a sexual relationship with after my divorce was very clear with that. And unfortunately I fucking fell in love with that dude. That's like an idiot. Como una pendeja, I fell in love with this dude. And, um, but you know, it wasn't his fault and I couldn't be mad at him and I never was mad at him. Um, but yeah, like he told me up front that he wasn't looking for anything serious. And I went into this knowing that, and I just had to be accepting of that. Yeah. My, um, what was funny is when I met my ex on Tinder, I didn't want a relationship. I told him, I, he told, he says that I said this. I don't remember saying this to him, but Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I did. Like if he, Mm -hmm. he he swears up and down that I said this to him. Um, apparently I like looked him dead in the eye and I was like, we can hook up a few times, but I'm not interested in a relationship. And then I'll probably ghost you. That is awesome. That backfired. But that's not how it went at all. It didn't go like that for you at all. Not not how it worked out. It backfired. (laughs) But when men say it, and especially when they put it in the profile, just looking for a fuck, just looking for hookups, no matter how cute they are, if we're not into that, we should just swipe left and you just have to accept that what he says about himself is true. When somebody tells you who they are, believe them. And so when a guy says, I'm only looking for a hookup, I'm not looking for a relationship. And I also, I'm going to add to your, to your role further, just be really blunt and heartbreaking to every woman everywhere. And I'm sorry, but it's true. I really believe that when a man says, I'm not looking for a relationship, what he's actually saying is, I'm not looking for a relationship with you. Oh, 100%. Because how many times has the man said that to us? And then three months down the road, we're stalking his Facebook profile. And that dude's in a relationship with somebody else. And that's how it always works out. Now, so, okay. I I dated a guy on and off last year for an entire year. It wasn't anything serious. I didn't want anything serious because I was dealing with my broken heart. He didn't want anything Mm -hmm. serious. This is the one that I talked about, how I saw him on my ex's show and we matched on Tinder, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, He didn't want anything serious either. So he says, I don't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So he told me that I was the one that said I didn't want anything serious first. So he put me like at arm's length. Mm-hmm. I, was like, I don't remember saying that, but I probably did whatever. Um, but I remember, I remember distinctly on our first date, um, I said something to him where I was like, well, what do you want out of this? And he said, you know, I'm. I, I let's just see how this flows. That's a dating red flag. Now for me, I didn't want anything serious. So that wasn't a big deal. But if you want something mm-hmm. serious, and the guy says, well, let's just see, like, let's just go with the flow. That means he's not looking to have a serious relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because and, and and I know this for a fact, because the guy I'm seeing now, we were talking and I was like, well, what do you really want? Ultimately? And I didn't mean necessarily with me, I just meant like, in this, in this right now, what do you ultimately want? And he said, you know what I want? I want a relationship. And he, cause he's older than me. I usually date older, older than me. And he said, I realize that I'm older than you, but I want a relationship. So if you have something that you need to get out of your system, I want you to do it, but I don't want you to string me along. Oh, that would actually turn me on if a man said that to me. Oh God, it was so hot. But, um, both very honest answers, mm-hmm. I think. In a very, mm-hmm. 
in a very uh, honest way. Like he said, like the first guy, go with the flow. Oh, let's just see where this goes. Let's go with the flow. That means he doesn't want anything serious. Guy who mm-hmm. tells you he wants something serious wants something serious. And also the way your the your current fella, mm-hmm. the way he worded it. Um, because he also had sort of like a requirement for you, which to me, that kind of made it even hotter. Yeah. And, um, cause he had a standard, his boundary, don't string me along. To me, that's a man who knows what he wants and a man who knows what he wants is fucking hot. It is. It is very hot. Trust me. I was like, when I read that, I was like, damn. And I was like, that's so hot. And then I was like, I'm going to fuck this up somehow. <laughs> oh, no. far I haven't, but we're okay. <laughs> good, good. Um, actually, so, I did not meet him on dating apps, though. We were set up by no. friends. You were introduced to, by each, to each other by friends? Yes, we had mutual friends that got it in their head that we were going to be great together. And uh, so far, so good. <laughs> I love it. That's a great way to meet guys I think is is through mutual friends because your friends are looking out for you right your friends are not going to set you up with somebody who sucks yeah Um, and and that's actually really true especially about these people that set the two of us up my my mm -hmm. our friends our mutual Mm -hmm. friends because um they have another friend who like like thought I was hot and wanted to date me and whatever and they were like absolutely not you're a disaster you're not dating her (laughs) see that's a those are friends who love you and who are looking out for you i love that yeah okay so 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 we had the rule with the three days facetime or phone call five Mm -hmm. days of meetup um now we also have the rule of if a guy tells you he's only looking for a hookup he's not looking for a relationship or he says let's just see how this goes that's a guy who's not definitely not looking for a relationship um do you have a rule when it comes to to sex when is it too soon to sex is to have sex is it okay that um i have sex because i do tend to have sex on the first date is that okay or am i shooting myself in the foot (laughs) no that's fine especially because you're not looking for something long term right now that's totally Mm -hmm. fine if you want Mm -hmm. like a long-term hookup buddy why not get the sex out of the way because if they're bad in bed like Mm -hmm. you don't want to continue it um good point but I don't think, I, I mean, my last relationship, we fucked on the first night. I have friends mm-hmm. who are married who they, they fucked their husbands on the first night of meeting them. I don't think it's ever too soon to have sex. I straight up look at it as like, would you buy a car without test driving it first? Sure, sure. You know, my ex-husband, he and I met at a party in college and we hooked up that night and then we ended up in a 22-year marriage. See, so I, I think that's... I, That's why I tend to operate in this sort of terms of like, oh, I like you. You're hot. Let's fuck. Like to me, I I move fast because it's worked for me in the past. Yeah. I don't think there's any rules on sex. If you're uncomfortable having sex on the first date, don't have sex on the first date. If you want to get down and fuck, get down and fuck. If, if, as long as it's consenting between two people, both parties are into it. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I like this. Okay. So ladies listening, if those of you who are not into having sex on a first date or even the second date or third date, do not force yourself to be somebody who is thinking that's going to get the guy. And for those of you who are into having sex on the first date or second date or whatever, quickly, uh, don't force yourself to be someone who doesn't put out simply because you're afraid of the guy not being attracted to you. So I think what Brianna's telling us, let's just do what works for us. Yeah, do what feels good to you. Do what works for you. And I mean, it's okay to wait a little bit for a guy if you're somebody who's like, I just want to fuck. Like, it's okay to wait <laughs> a little bit if they're like mm-hmm. a, the type of guy that's like a little uncomfortable with themselves. Mm-hmm. But I'm the type of woman. Now, this is just me. I, I can't speak for all women. I need a guy who's comfortable sexually with himself because if you're not comfortable, sex, I'm very comfortable with myself sexually. If mm-hmm. you are not comfortable sexually with yourself, like, and you are not in the moment with me, I'm not going to end with my time. Mm, good point. Yeah. But I also want to address what you just brought up. I think it's a really good point that I may move at a fast speed, but the guy I'm on a date with, he may move at a slower pace and I have to decide whether or not I'm going to, I'm willing to move at his pace or like you said, decide that, oh, but this doesn't work for me. Yeah. And maybe I just don't see him again. Yeah. And, so and that's, that's good, too. We we can't assume that all men move at a fast pace. I think we tend to assume that men just want sex and they want it right away. But that's not necessarily true. 
That's definitely not true. With my guy I'm seeing now, like, because I am who I am, like, Mm -hmm. when we first started talking, I would make all these, like, dumb sexual innuendos and he would throw them away. And it took him a few weeks (laughs) until he was finally like, okay, we can talk about this. (laughs) So that's kind of cute, though. I mean, didn't that kind of actually make you more intrigued that he wasn't as forward as you are? It, it does. It makes me. It, it, and he's still nowhere near as forward as I am. Like it, 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 it does intrigue me. I, it, he's he's quite the gentleman, and I'm not. So it's That's super cute. It's good because they say opposites attract, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, um, like I will give one example. Like I was talking about something, and I was like, "Oh, guess I need some vitamin D, winky face." And he was like, "So go outside and soak up some sunlight." And I was like, <laughs> "Not what I meant." The artsy men I've dated. I don't know if you've ever dated artsy types, but they're the worst. That's usually <laughs> who I date, unfortunately. Yes, it's, it's an affliction. I'm always falling into the dick sand of some fucking musician. It's very sad. Oh, God, I used to be a groupie. And then I downgraded somehow to comedians. Don't know how I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you called it a downgrade. <laughs> it is. Girl. <laughs> good sex. Comedians give you good sex, but just they're terrible. Um <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, what's funny is like even some of my female friends who are comedians I say stuff like oh I used to be a groupie they're like how the hell did you downgrade to comedians I'm like I don't know <laughs> I don't know what happened Hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, no but <laughs> so um so you know you downgrade I downgraded to comedians it's fine but when you date because I I'm assuming you're also a very artsy type you have a podcast you're a very creative type of person I can tell you're a Libra so <laughs> um, two creative types dating each other sucks because one wants to be the star more than the other one and so like with my ex he was the star of the show and even though my star shone a little brighter than his shined a little brighter than his I made mm-hmm. him the star of our relationship and he kind of put a blackout curtain over me so dating somebody who's not a creative type who just supports you blindly not blind seriously he just supports me and Mm -hmm. I'm like like every week after after my podcast co-host and I record he's like so what do you guys talk about tonight like what is this what is that you know can my sister listen to the show did not have that. I'm, I'm not used to it. I'm like, oh, you like me for my creativity. <laughs> You're not That's challenged nice. by my creativity. This is what I've noticed, not necessarily with the guy I'm seeing now, just with men in general. If you are a strong, independent woman and you want to maintain your independence, date men who are younger brothers of older sisters and strong female figures. Mm. They're used to having that already. Mm-hmm. so um if he's like a younger brother and his parents were divorced and his mom took care of the whole family and he has like an older sister or two that's your sweet spot right there that's a great tip i like that i need to befriend a lot of women with younger brothers <laughs> yeah. and because these men are used to it they're used to being like kind of and i'll use my younger brother as an example he has mm-hmm. me as a sister, and I am who I am, and my mom, my parents are still together, but my mom is like, my mom was, my dad was a stay-at-home dad with us growing up because my mom made oh. more money. Mm-hmm. Not a very common thing for my generation, but still mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. that happened. So my dad has, all, my, I mean, my dad is my dad, but like my brother has always seen very strong female figures and that's who he dates. Like his mm-hmm. girlfriend is a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you if you are a strong, independent woman who don't need no man, find a man who <laughs> find a man who is a younger brother of strong, older sisters. So I think I'm going to add that to my bio. I like men who are younger brothers. <laughs> <laughs> younger brothers of women. You don't want a younger brother of a dude. That's fine. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I like men with older sisters. With cool and with strong strong value to older sisters you have to you have to make it seem like that (laughs) yeah i'll have to find a way to word that so that it speaks to men i'll talk to some of my guy friends and figure out how to word that correctly but uh i like that i'm gonna be on the lookout for those kinds of men oh gosh i actually might know somebody that i could set you up with Ooh, i'm open to this (laughs) but does he have a big dick (laughs) 
don't know. <laughs> we know that's very important. That is. I want to I go over some definitions okay. that really come from your generation. Um, as I said earlier, I'm predicting all these Gen X women are coming out of quarantine and filing for divorce. So we need to prepare them for the fuckery of the dating world. So I want to go over some definitions that they may not be familiar with. So let's start with ghosting. What is ghosting? Ghosting is when you are really into somebody and they seem really into you and then they just dis-a-fucking-peer like a ghost. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, because we hear sometimes about ghosting with, I was in a relationship with a guy for six months and then suddenly he ghosted me. It really could even be as little as we were chatting for three days on on the Tinder app and then suddenly he unmatched and ghosted me. Yep. And if he did that, that means he probably had a girlfriend who found his profile. Oh, oh my gosh. That's such a good point. I never thought of that. Um, But it also does happen with women who are in a relationship with a guy for six months or a year. And suddenly the guy just, it's like he falls off the face of the earth. Like he just disappears like a ghost. That's why we call it ghosting. Uh, Yes. And that actually happened to me. It wasn't a six month thing. It was like, it was only a month. And then he just disappeared. And I like, I knew where I lived. So I was like, this was the first time I had ever been ghosted. It was like when I was Mm -hmm. my toes into the pool of online dating. So it was, Mm -hmm. I I was new, but I knew where Mm -hmm. I lived. I was a little crazy. And I like did a drive by his house and saw his truck was there. And I was like, nope, guess he's not interested anymore. Okay, bye. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what is breadcrumbing? Which by the way, I've had done to me many times, but can you define what breadcrumbing is? Uh, it's like you send out a flirty text, but it's very non-committal. It's what I do when I'm not, when I don't know if I'm interested in You've been guilty of breadcrumbing. Oh, well, okay. So I want to talk about the level of breadcrumbing where they start to go, where it's the, the interest heightens where it's like, hey, so let's meet up at PT's next week. And you're like, hey, okay. And then the week goes by and you don't hear from the guy again. But then he hits you up again. And he's like, hey, we still haven't met up. Let's, you know, that's the kind of breadcrumbing I'm talking about. That shit drives me crazy. That's insane. See, I call that submarining where they go oh. and then they go away and then they pop back up again like a submarine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, breadcrumbing is like, and I, like I said, I am guilty of breadcrumbing. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I'm so guilty of it. You'll send like cute flirty texts like, oh my God, you're amazing. I can't wait to meet you. And then like day, like, like you said, day comes and it's like, oh God, maybe if I just don't text them, then I won't have to do a- <laughs> deal with it but you don't submarine because you're not coming back what you've done is you've changed your mind mm-hmm. in the um initial interest you had in him yep uh, but a submarine would be like what i'm experiencing when they're coming back again to see if that attention or that interest is still there yes yes 100 percent yeah, I have guys who do that to me a lot. And that oh. fucking, it's like, are you still interested? Oh, she's still interested in me. Yay. And then they tee off and then I don't hear from them again. I'm like, why can't you commit to a fucking date, dude? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I always assume their dick is broken, but I'm really starting to open my eyes more after talking with you and realize that it's got to be a relationship thing. Like maybe, maybe they're not even in a full on relationship, but maybe they're talking to somebody else or maybe they're mm-hmm. kind of sort of dating somebody else or whatever. Yeah. So maybe that's it. That's usually what it is. And, but they also like a little bit of a chase too. So leave them on red and see how many times they start messaging. Mm -hmm. I like that idea. Oh my God. That's so good. So I had this one guy doing that to me, um, a musician, a fucking course. And um, he would like, you know, first of all, like, you know, I went to a show and I didn't even go to show to see show. Just having like walk in. He has a show, of course, the usual thing, her eyes meet, right? Next thing I know, um, well, I, I was, I was the one who, initiated i followed his band on instagram Mm -hmm. so of course he follows me back and then his personal uh profile follows me and then he slides into my dms and he's like hey i normally don't hit on women who are at my show and i'm like the fact that you even led with that shows that you actually do um and then he's like but you know i really want to ask you on a date blah 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 so then we're actually like full-on texting like i give my phone number Mm -hmm. and then he started doing that thing of hey so let's meet up you know on wednesday you know what time wednesday oh we're gonna meet up at this time, blah, blah, blah. And then I, Wednesday would come and roll around and I wouldn't hear from him. You know, I think I would even text and be like, Hey, we still meeting up tonight and nothing. And then he did it again another week. So then I just got pissed and decided to do it to him. 
And I did it back to him. So I was like, hey, yeah, let's meet up. I'm going to slip into a hot bath right now. But like, I would love to meet up with you tonight. Mm -hmm. And then I just didn't answer him anymore after that. So I did it back to him. After that, he stopped doing it to me. Um, But I got to tell you, when I did it to him, I actually felt really bad about it because it's just, it's just inauthentic of me to be, to play games like that. I'm more the type of person to go, let's meet up. And then I'm actually there or to tell a guy I've lost interest. I don't want to meet up with you anymore. Like I'm just really honest and blunt with people. So for me to play a game like that, it actually made me feel bad that I actually had to talk to my therapist about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's another thing. If you're not in therapy and you're trying to date in this modern world, like get into (laughs) therapy real quick. That's a good point. And, you know, and especially, and I really want to reiterate her point listeners, because if you are going to about to go through a divorce or you just filed or whatever, you definitely want a therapist. That's when I started seeing mine is when I got divorced. So yeah, if you're getting a divorce and you're throwing yourselves into the fuckery of the dating world, you definitely want a therapist. I think it's a really good point. I have another one to ask you about. It's not so much a term, so much as an act, but what the fuck is up with all the ass eating? in the world today because that shit was not going on when I was single in the 20th century. There was not all of this abundance of ass eating. And now it's all, it seems like it's all men want to do. It's all people talk about. Why is it such a big deal nowadays? What is with all the ass eating? Porn. I I, ha- oh. I think millennials grew up watching porn on the internet. Mm-hmm. So our sex lives are very, um, equivalent to what we watched that makes so much sense it never dawned on me I was like what is this trend with ass eating and it's such a big deal and I've it's actually won me over originally I was like hey what's going on down there Mm -hmm. um but um since I since it's been going on for years for me now now it's like a guy who doesn't eat my ass is a guy that I don't even want in my bedroom so I'm all up for it now yeah, ass eating, like if you don't eat ass, if you don't like pussy, then you don't need to be in somebody's bedroom. Exactly, exactly. Sorry. So now I'm all into it. But it just, it, and also the the forwardness and the frankness of it is what's really funny. Like, you know, you're messaging with a guy, you're texting back and forth, and then at some point it becomes a topic of conversation. It's like, hey, I really want to eat your ass, or I can't wait to eat your ass, or hey, are you into ass eating? And it's like, oh my God, when did this become such a thing? Because I think anal sex isn't taboo anymore. Mm-hmm. So what what's a little more step up? Like putting my mouth on your asshole. See, and I I mean, I'm down for ass play. Like mm-hmm. I I will eat a guy's ass. I like having mm-hmm. them eat mine, yeah, sure, it's fine. If that's what you're into, I'll I'll mm-hmm. I'll go for it. It's not really my thing. Maybe I just haven't had my ass eaten very well. Oh. Maybe. Good point. Good definitely point. I will do it and I'm very good at it. But I love to like incorporate it a little like ass play into a blowjob, like go down on the guy, lick around a little bit, use a little bit of finger if they'll let me, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like it. Yes. It makes me feel like it because I'm a very submissive person in the bedroom, but like that is the time when I get to be the dominant one and it's really hot. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up, Brianna, and I just really want to thank you for making the time to be on the show and being my millennial idol that I can look up to and get these great rules from and these standards like you're making me want to up my dating standards and be a little stricter but in a good way it's not like in a it it doesn't seem like it's a put off turn off kind of way it seems like you're having me create these sort of standards before I get attached to a guy and I really really appreciate that yes so where should we Find you, follow you, not just your podcast, but you on Twitter and you on Instagram or wherever you are. Where should we find you and follow you? All right. All my socials are Bremix, which is a little tricky. So it's B-R-E-E-M-I-X-E-D, Bremixed. And then you can follow my podcast at Keeping It Casual Podcast on Instagram. We don't have a Twitter, but all my socials are at Bremixed because it's too much for me to try and do a whole bunch of different social needs. <laughs> <laughs> and keeping it casual podcast, we can find that on Apple Podcasts too, can't we? You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Love it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Bree. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we can't wait to have you on our podcast and interview oh. you. Yay. Thank you. So did you or did you not love Brie? Isn't she awesome? She had some great advice, great tips, mind-blowing shit. 
if you didn't write it down, remember this is recorded. So you can always come back and listen. Um, you may want to listen to the whole fucking episode like two or three times to make sure that you fucking understand what dating is like today. So thank you again for listening. Please come back and join me next week. I kick off my series, Being Sexy. And next week, I will be interviewing a expert uh, choreographer and dancer, one of the founding members of the Pussycat Dolls, y'all. And her name is Lindsley Allen. And she's going to talk to us about burlesque dancing, the art of it, and also you finding and connecting with your inner burlesque dancer. And I don't give a fuck if you're in a relationship or not, if you're dating or not, if there's even a prospect, you should be feeling sexy for yourself. So please tune in. Please come here about what it's like to connect with your inner burlesque dancer. And I hope that you find yours. And I hope that you enjoy her and you let her come out to dance and play. Until then, please find me at my website, thereareononiceguys.com. And I do have a contact form. So if you want to be on the show for season three, or you want to recommend somebody, or maybe you've just got some feedback, please come to thereareononiceguys.com, fill out the contact form and let me know what your thoughts are. 